It's time to get inspired. It's time to have some fun. It's time to take your relationship to the next level and create the marriage you always believed was possible. Come on, join us as we learn from real couples that have overcome real problems with real solutions. Welcome to the Unstoppable Duo Show with your hosts, Rebecca and Tim Lindsay. You are very welcome, whether you're watching the video here in our Facebook group or whether you're listening to it uh, as a podcast uh, on Apple Podcast, or maybe you're listening at our uh, website, theunstoppableduo.com, wherever that is. You are welcome. We are so excited that you are here, and we're excited to have guests here from the unstoppable you know it's funny you know when we interview uh guests that we don't know yet that well so we're tiptoeing around okay getting to know each other these guests we know them and they're here come on and they are a part of the unstoppable group they've gone through the unstoppable 90-day breakthrough experience and we've asked them to come on board as coaches so they are now in their first round of coaching uh, supported by the the good uh, Jen and John Gilmer, I think, yeah. right, uh, yeah. in the coaching groups. And so we're so excited to walk through uh, some of their life experiences, some of the things that they've experienced at Unstoppable. And um, so you're welcome to listen in and hear all about the transformation that they've experienced. Welcome, welcome, Julie and JD. Thank you. Thanks for having us. We're excited yes. to be here. We are. We are. Thank you all. So your background is, well, work-wise, is you're um, an admission associate director, MUC, or yeah. something, right? So I work in the education space. Um, I used to be a teacher, uh, middle school and high school. Scary, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I've now, I've transitioned to higher education. Um, and so I work locally um, in Charleston um, at MUSC, um, we're the Medical University of South Carolina. Um, we have both a hospital side um, as well as the university side. And so I work on the university side um, in enrollment management, um, specifically the admissions office. And so we support all of our colleges and um, the admissions to those colleges and their academic programs. So it's yeah. awesome. And you, John, you are in sales. I'm in sales. Yeah. You're right. So what are you selling so me? The world's <laughs> oldest profession. So I sell uh, software solutions to nonprofits to help them fundraise and have a greater impact in the missions that they serve. And that can be everything from, uh, you know, social um, organizations like YMCA's all the way to churches uh, to do some peer-to-peer -peer fundraising. So if you think of something like GoFundMe, if you've seen those out there, or a Facebook fundraiser, uh, I sell those um, to those nonprofits. Awesome. Nice. And you both are unstoppable coaches. Is there anything else you want to let us know for your yeah. introduction? You you want to do a little background on kind of how long we've been together? So yeah. we, we met uh, actually online. Um, we like met. Eight years ago. Has it been eight years? Oh, no, it's great. <laughs> wow. Eight years. Yeah. Gee it's whiz. Yeah, <laughs> fast. So yeah. eight years. So young. <laughs> well, I feel old, but we are young. Um, so we met online yeah. and, uh, you know, the first part of our relationship was um was kind of long distance was, our entire relationship really up until the summer before we got married was long distance which mm -hmm. honestly i mean was good and bad 
you know, um, we got a, it was a way for us to get to know each other, I think, and really value our, the time that we had whenever we were together. Um, and so I think in a way that kind of brought us closer together, but at the same time, when we got married and we were around each other every single day, that hadn't been something that we had experienced before. And so it brought some of its own challenges too, but we were very fortunate um, to have a, a really good, solid relationship kind of going into um, marriage. We don't have any kids um, yet. We just had a fur baby. Um, her name is Griffy. She's pacing around here somewhere. She might pop in the camera at some point. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, so tell us a little bit about the, the first time you saw each other or the first couple of dates that you had together. What was it about each other that you fell in love with? What did you what excited you about each other? Well, I knew John had a really uh, strong faith. And for me, that was really important. And I saw that from day one. Um, I also really appreciated just how compassionate he was and how supportive and, and interested in me he was. Um, and so those all those are all things that worked. In <laughs> but that he was genuine about too. I mean, he was somebody that was just extremely genuine and, and passionate about the things that he that he loved and that he did and so um I really loved that about him yeah see, no I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> you know so it's funny so I remember the first thing that I said to Julie uh on online yeah. I forget what app it was on it was on some app but I said you have the most beautiful eyes and that's 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 where it all started yeah. and that's the first thing that kind of popped up but yeah. you know as I got to know her I mean, yeah, she said that I'm super compassionate, but I've never met somebody who's more service oriented to others. And, you know, the, the first time that I really met your family, your extended family was yeah. at your grandmother's funeral. Yeah. And that was. What, three we, hours away from me. And so yeah. I drove up there and we weren't dating even that long. No, really. We had probably only known each other for a good like maybe month, two months, yeah. something and like so, that just dived right in and yeah. you know I, I felt something was different with her uh you know I I was uh one of those guys that coming fresh out of college who was doing all the wrong things and, and chasing all the wrong things and finally I just said enough and you know there was something different about her that I wanted to be there in that time really to support you yeah. and your family and uh you know what a blessing for us mm -hmm. to start there and and kind of grow to where we are today yeah. And not only like, was that something that was, that I was so appreciative of, you know, this is a guy I'd only known for a couple months and here he is driving hours, you know, away from, from where he was just to come and support me and my family when my grandmother passed away. But there was also a time, um, I was teaching um, and I was the student government advisor and we had a football game and, and we were involved with the halftime show of it. And I think it was like homecoming week or something. And I remember John came that weekend um, and it was pouring y'all. Like it was a mess. We were outside. Like it was a disaster, but here he comes like, with a nice big umbrella and standing in the rain with me the entire time. And, and that was like one of the first times that like, I knew like, okay, this is the one, like this guy I love. And, you know, it was just the support that I hadn't seen or been given from a relationship um, with a partner that I had had before that I now saw in him. And so those are some, some good times. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> you, you share in your story, Julie, that you are raised by a single mom. Yes. Yeah. You have a twin sister and an older sister. Yeah. And not had the best example of a man or yeah. a husband. So what? how challenging was it for you even to go and look for a man? And what did yeah. you look into? Yeah, it was really hard because I didn't have a great example. Like my parents divorced when I was really, really young. Um, we were fortunate because my dad was still in our lives. Um, you know, he's still living in the same town. Like he was still around, but we didn't actually have a father figure in the home. Um, my mom, she was fantastic. She such a, it was such an example of strength and love and she filled so many voids um that she didn't have to but that she just did because that was who she was and she loved us and um but I do really truly think that because I didn't have a father figure in my life that it you know it led me to make choices that I wasn't proud of whenever I was looking for relationships. So I was looking to be loved. I was looking to, to feel wanted and to feel needed from a man. And um, unfortunately, that led me into some really bad relationships, some relationships that I'm not proud of. But at the same time, when John came along, it's one thing that I recognized was different about him. Um, and so for that, I'm thankful for, um, but it certainly affected my relationships, you know, as a teenager and into my twenties, uh, the types of relationships that I had and the types of, you know, guys that un I was unfortunately attracted to, but, but shouldn't have been. Um, and so it was, it was challenging, but, you know, I also think that not only did not having a father figure in my life you know, in, inside the home, not only did that prove to be challenging and have some, you know, negative, negative effects from, it also led me to this incredible relationship that I have with my mom and my mm -hmm. sisters, um, that if, if we did have, you know, either my dad in the house or, or some other man that I, I wouldn't have had the relationship that I had with them either. And, and that's something that I wouldn't trade for the world. Um, and so it's one of those experiences that while difficult and hard to go through at the time and to experience at the time, looking back on it now, I can see just how much God's hand was in it mm -hmm. and, and how much good came from it too. Your background, John, was a bit different. You, your parents were together or are together, yeah. right? Yeah, they're still together. They've been married. 35-ish years, maybe a little, maybe coming up on 40. Uh, they live right down the street from us. Um, and so they're, they've, they're married uh, late. So they've got married at 33, I think, and they've been married for, you know, 35 years or so. Uh, had me a couple years after that. But uh, I had the, the the parents that were together in the, in the home and were, were both there together and supporting and pushing us into the right direction. And you know, some of the greatest examples that I have are, are mom and dad, right? I mean, my dad reads the Bible. Uh, he's, they're both retired now, but he reads the Bible now for like five hours a day. And, you know, I, I had that example growing up, but now he's retired and I can call on him whenever I need to. Um, but I had that, 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 that different relationship and I still do with my folks. Um, and, and the good thing with it is, you know, everybody's pretty close in our family, yeah. right? Even the the, the immediate family yeah. um, as well. So 
Yeah, man, it's it's been really good. Um, but then you had some challenging years in college. Yeah, so we grew up in the church for sure. We grew up in the church, uh, and I was I was that kid in, in youth group that was always there on every, basically if the doors were open to the church, I was there. Uh, you know, and and um, that was something that I saw in my folks too, right? They they pushed us to be there. Well, they didn't push us. That sounds bad, but they uh, kind of encouraged the uh, the children to to go to church and do all that but you know once we all get off to college you know the folks aren't around you don't have that responsibility or accountability anymore and uh, you know that's when I started doing some things I probably shouldn't be doing you know I got heavily involved in the partying and and alcohol um, and, and I started to see myself struggling with with alcohol specifically um, and so as of today, you know, I, I don't drink alcohol anymore. Uh, I got to a point where I was sick and tired of being sick and tired of it every day. And I woke up one morning and I said, I've just got to be done with this. And, um, you know, it wasn't anything that, that I was in recovery or, or anything along those lines, but I just kind of nipped it in the butt. Uh, I had some some help from uh, the Lord, obviously there. I mean, to kick a habit like that, you know, you have to have some help on that side of the house. But and one of the reasons why I wanted to kick that was uh, a little bit of alcoholism runs in my family, too. And I, I saw myself kind of getting pretty close to that. And I didn't want that. I wanted to change that for my generation and the generation that follows me as well. So um, luckily, um, my folks, like I said, are still around, still close by. I, I went to college in Charleston here, right? I, I didn't leave to go to some, uh, you know, other state for college. So they were still here. My dad was still in my ears and my mom was still on my shoulder saying, you got to get back into the church. You got to come back to church. And, uh, luckily, um, the good Lord lets you come back, right? He lets you come back in and, uh, here we are today talking to you guys on a podcast. Come on. Awesome. So one of the, um, you know, when we go through the 90-day breakthrough experience, one of the uh, topics that we look at is, you know, the first month is all about um, overcoming adversity. We talk about knowing your enemy. Um, we talk about owning your story. And, uh, you know, uh, being able to identify what you need to overcome is key to experiencing um, what God has in store for you, what kind of relationship God wants to build with you and, and around you, and what kind of purpose he has uh, prepared for you. What would you say are some of those things that you feel, whether that was in the 90 days or before the 90 days, that some of those, those enemies that God was calling you to overcome, and how did, how did that look like, and what kind of a process was that for you? So for me, I think... There were certain things that were revealed um, specifically during our first round of Unstoppable in, in terms of like, you know, recognizing what the enemy was was using as an obstacle for me. But there were also some things that I had been processing, I think, just in the past couple of years, too. Um, like right after we got married, um, I really kind of struggled with uh, self-identity. Uh, and really knowing like who I was, not knowing who I was in Christ, but but knowing uh, knowing who I was, having an identity, because here I was 
you know, moving three hours away from my family, missing my family, um, and also, you know, struggling with the profession that I was in, just really not being happy with where I was in life. And then getting married on top of all of that, you know, that in itself is such a huge change, something that you have to hugely adapt to. And so all of this was kind of happening at once. And, and like I said, it was a real struggle for me to self-identify like who I was and what I was going through. And so I know at that point, I mean, I had probably suffered pretty big anxiety for the past, well, over the next like two to three months, really after kind of we got married, I left my job um, because it took so much of a toll on me physically, emotionally, like my health. I mean, it was, it was a really big negative impact on my life. And so thankfully with John support, um, I, I left the teaching profession and over those next couple of months, like I said, I really just kind of seeped into pretty bad depression because I didn't have that identity or I didn't know what my true identity was. So I struggled with that for a lot, uh, for, for a long time, really. Um, I can can imagine now as you're talking about anxiety and about fear mm -hmm. and depression and that a lot of our listeners, a lot of our viewers, um, you know, go through the same thing. It's like one of the number of issues that people are trying to overcome. What did that look like? Um, uh, that fear was that uh, just thoughts or just doubt? It's in it, like it kind of manifested its way, it, like in a lot of different ways. It was absolutely just kind of like that negative, uh, negative thoughts, negative, you know, self talk. But it also like impacted me physically. Like I said, I mean, I suffered migraines pretty heavily during that time um really just not having motivation I mean full-on depression so not where it just was something that was internalized but it was something that was affecting me physically as well and for me once I left the teaching profession that certainly took a lot of that weight and that pressure that was on me and that was impacting um, the depressive state that I was in. But it also allowed me to really just kind of do a lot of self-reflecting and really just kind of getting into God's word, Mm -hmm. um, I think. And from that point, it didn't happen overnight, but certainly over time, I was able to change my mindset in that, okay, I might not love where I'm at, or I might not be exactly where I want to be, but God has me in this place for a reason. And I need to learn to find contentment Mm -hmm. and joy in that. Yeah. So, so what was that like for you, JD, when you was going through that anxiety, that depression, how did that affect you and your relationship? It was tough. Uh, you know, it was tough, you know, seeing my wife, uh, you know, really newlyweds yeah. still at that time yeah. struggling like that. And, you know, I just had to be there to support her. Um, and, and really one making the making the hard decision to just step away from teaching altogether. You know, it's it's tough to be a teacher, one, and it's really tough too to to leave teaching. I think you leave and left in the middle of the year, yeah. uh, in December. And so you know, you kind of feel like when you're going through that and you're thinking about that decision, there's a lot that goes into that. You know, are you leaving those kids in a bad spot? Are you are you not doing and fulfilling your purpose and your your contract that you had and, and all of those things? But 
you know, at the end of the day, I just had to be there to support her. I was seeing her change physically, emotionally, spiritually, uh, physically, all of those things. And I just had to say, listen, we've, you've got to get out of this. You've got to, to, you know, matter how long it takes, you just gotta, got to do something. Yeah. You've got to make that change. That's that small step. But it was such a big step. It as was well. like, I really, truly think that that decision made such like a huge, like it was a, a turning point mm -hmm. for me, I think in my life and like how we were then like the path that we were then able to go on as a couple, not only like just me, but like us. Mm -hmm. um, so it's been, yeah, go ahead. John, did you have any doubts? I mean, it's kind of not what you signed up for. They are the dreams. There's this woman, then she finally moves to you. You can, you can get married and then she has those depression. I mean, yeah. doubted your decision, make it the right choice for the right woman. I mean, no, uh, I really didn't. Um, you know what, what? And that kind of goes back into what I was taught as a, as a child and what I grew up experiencing and seeing was, you know, this is my wife through thick and thin till death do us part. Yeah. And I'm there to support her uh, in, in really everything. And, and she's there to support me. And so that never really crossed my mind at all. Uh, I just knew that that I had to step up and take care of her in those in those times. Um, but, you know, self-doubt wise or, or doubt in general, I, I struggle with self-doubt. Um, you know, and that's kind of going back to Tim's question. If you think about, you know, the first four really the first month of our unstoppable challenge is, is really, you know, peeling back that onion and getting deep so you can go and, and flower later. But I struggle with self-doubt. And that's one of the big things that, that I realized and experienced in the last 90 days before we became coaches with, was I, I come off as very confident and, and very, um, you know, she had me do the Enneagram thing. And I'm an eight, right? And so apparently, surprise. surprise. Uh, yeah, I still don't know what it means, right? We don't really care what it means, but apparently, it's a very forward. It's a, it's a very uh, kind of in your face Enneagram. But you know, that was all a cover. That was a mask. That was opposing side of the house where I would just put that facade on and walk around with my chest poked out feeling like I had it all together and I didn't I struggled you know with with being a coach with you know daily job functions with you know spiritual relationships that I had do I have what it takes um and were those when you talk about those self are those just thoughts that come to you are they emotions that how does that express itself yeah it's mostly uh it's mostly thoughts for me to be honest and and I still struggle with them but I, I know now that it's just the enemy trying to take me out and trying to take me away from doing what God's purpose is and I'm, what I'm supposed to fulfill in that purpose yeah. Um, yeah so it's mostly it's mostly intellectual thoughts that happen when that when that comes around and I still struggle with it today I was yeah. worried about coming on this podcast yeah <laughs> here we are too I would have too <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I mean, what was your motivation in the first round, just even to sign up for the 90 days? What were were you? Yeah, what was the motivation? That's a great question. I don't know if I have an answer for you. Uh we were kind of suckered. Well, we weren't really suckered into it, but uh, you know, I was on a, a men's hike with, with John Gilmer. He was my team lead, and I was on a leadership uh um platform with him and he kept talking about this unstoppable thing and I'm like what the heck are you talking about we're up on the mountain it's pouring down rain and it's ha we're having a great time 
but you know, I just see something different about John, right? He just asks really deep questions and, and, and I'm like, okay, I like what you're spitting out. I'm like what you're throwing down. I want a piece of that. Right. And, and so I really didn't know what to expect, but you know, like with anything that I do, Julie, you know, usually gets roped into it. She'll tell you that my hobbies are not her hobbies. All the time. His hobbies are not my hobbies. <laughs> but I roped her, I roped her into doing unstoppable. And, you know, I didn't know what it was. I couldn't even really explain it to her. I just told her it was a 90 day challenge and we're going to grow and, and you got to come to Saturday. And I think it was really just knowing that, okay, we're going to get something out of this and it's going to be good. I think is what allowed me to just kind of step into it with faith, not really having an idea of what to expect and really not knowing what we would get out of it just knowing that we would get something great out of it was something that mm-hmm. I think allowed us to really just step in it all in. And two, last year was really hard for us as a couple, but also just kind of personally, my sister passed away and just kind of dealing with a lot of emotions. Um, we were at a place in our life where we want to start thinking about kids. And so I think we got to a point in the fall where we just really wanted to set a great foundation and trajectory to to where we want to see our life going and um, looking at, you know, different ways, like what can we do health wise? What can we do spiritually? What can we do relation? Looking at all those capitals and just kind of seeing what we can kind of what we can do to, to better and to overcome things. And so unstoppable for us was something that we felt like would be good mm-hmm. and, and something we were like, why not? <laughs> I remember you both on the first um, Saturday, you did mention John, like I'm here because yeah. of John, whatever I saw in him, I kind of want that too. And for you, Julie, you said in, in this chair, like I have no clue why I'm here. And one of the first questions that we ask is where do you expect breakthrough? Yeah. And what I love too is it's it could be if you just follow someone or you sense something, I it's it's the Holy Spirit in that person that is drawing you. It could be an easy thing to say, I don't know, whatever. But you were both brave enough to even on the first Saturday on the table with the people you didn't know open up of where you expect breakthrough. What would you say? Did you experience this in this 90 days, the, the breakthrough that you mentioned on the first Saturday? Yeah. Um, so a little, little backstory here. So when when we were on the first Saturday and really jumping into the first Zoom call, uh, I, I didn't think about it hard enough and I gave some cop-out answer. And I think Tim was on that call. <laughs> uh, and I was like, yeah, I just want to grow physically. In, in all facets, you know, the, the pandemic, you know, put on the COVID-19, all that stuff. And then so I got through that that first initial call on that first Saturday, really kind of just with a, a very surface level answer, right? I got by, nobody really caught it. And then, you know, we got back and I started thinking more about it. And I was, and I, I was sitting in the recliner over there and I said, that was kind of a cop-out answer, you know, physically, and, and it was very surface. And so at the, the second Zoom call, I, was, I had to confess. I was like, listen, guys, you got the surface level answer. What I really want to get out of this after thinking more about it was I wanted to become more of a spiritual warrior. I wanted to become a prayer warrior. And I had to, 
something happened. It was a God moment. And, you know, I was watching TV or something. I saw something. I was like, this is what I want. I want, I see some guys that I really want to be like, not so much imitate, but I want to be like them. And Unstoppable has helped me get on the right path to do that. I'm not going to say I'm there, but I'm on the right path Mm -hmm. to becoming that spiritual prayer warrior for, for anybody. Yeah. And I think for me, it was allowing myself to be vulnerable because mm-hmm. um, I do feel like I've always been like a relatively guarded person um, because at that, you know, in, in years past, I didn't really know who I was. And so I was afraid how others would perceive me. I was afraid how other people, yeah, I didn't want to be judged mm-hmm. by what I said or what I did. I was afraid somebody would take something out of context. Mm-hmm. And that's why I struggled too with like perfectionism and control and all of those things. Um, but for me, it was really just allowing myself to be vulnerable and to be open. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think unstoppable has helped me overcome that um, because I have shared things, you know, that I haven't shared with other people before. And even with, with John, I'd say I, I'm, I'm, I've always been relatively open with him, but I think it's been more open in an honest way too, and yeah. not worrying how he would, would take it. It's a deeper yeah. level of vulnerability and honesty yeah yeah for sure yeah yeah that's so good we hear that from so many uh, different couples and singles that go through the process of how they're able to share on a deeper level and how they're able to share more often so people will because we're in this the process of telling each other our stories we're always telling you know we're not just telling it once right we're telling it on a podcast we're telling it in a small group we're telling it from the stage we're telling it in another conversation and so you you share your story four four times oh my goodness it's powerful it's powerful for yourself uh because you're realizing oh my goodness god is really doing something in my life um and it's also powerful for for the others and uh, it helps them open up so we're so thankful that you uh have shared your story it's awesome so how would you say, are you dealing with challenges today? You went through the 90 days. Now you coaches yourself. Would you say, besides you just said, even the way you communicate with each other now, there's like a different level that you experienced. Um, how is there a difference the way you lead or go about with other people? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think there's there's definitely a level of, of confidence there that I've gained, uh, you know, from going through Unstoppable and being a coach. Like I said earlier, self-doubt always creeps in my mind. Uh, and so I have, Julie moved it, but there's there's usually a Bible that's sitting right here. Uh, and if you're listening and you don't see us visually, to my left, this is my office space and there's usually my Bible that's open. Um, and I read that every morning and it just kind of sticks there. Um, and I go to that all the time when I when I have a question uh, or I can, you know, ask God a certain thing. It's a constant reminder that, you know, I'm not alone in that, uh, you know, and I can be confident in, in, uh, in how he's made me and, and my impact. Yeah. And I think for me, it's just been it's. It's been able to face challenges, especially when it comes to communication, um, that we've seen like the lar- the biggest change with one another, with other people, how we 
um, interact with people. Uh, relationships are difficult for me. Um, and so opening myself up and being able to communicate and, and open myself up to relationships, you know, that maybe I wouldn't have in the past and um, has been a really a huge change, um, but something that I've been challenged with through it. Yeah, and there's, you know, kind of going back to uh, when our relationship first started, this kind of just came in our head. Uh, you know, our communication was very strong, right? Mm -hmm. We were we were separate. We were we weren't right next to each other, uh, and so that's really all we had to rely on. And then we got married, we moved in together, and it kind of fell well, off a little yeah, bit. To be honest off. with you, yeah. it tapered off, and and so unstoppable. And uh, being becoming a coach has really helped us just us in general have a deeper communicate our, our communication has gotten yeah. a lot better yeah uh, it, it really in the last 90 days and yeah. here we are yeah i mean we are convinced that first of all we have a god that is not to be stopped and that's why we can be unstoppable too but now for all the listeners maybe they're in the same place like you guys of maybe self-doubt and maybe in the crisis of identity who am i what, out of your experience and being married, what would you recommend? What would be maybe questions or things that you would tell them how they can approach that of leaving maybe doubt behind and finding identity um, and maybe even the role in the marriage in that? What would you say to them? Yeah. Like the biggest thing that we can do to combat those doubts and fears and um that depression and that anxiety that sometimes finds its way and creeps in is to really just fight it with God's word. And I think I would encourage people that find themselves in a place where they they feel stuck to really lean into God mm -hmm. and his promises, because when we can turn things around to what God says, um, it change it should change our entire perspective on things. Now, granted, it's hard. It's it's easier said than done, and it's hard. It's not going to be an easy process. But I think we have to allow ourselves that grace to be able to say, "Okay, I'm not okay," um, and really rely on God and, and His faithfulness and um, to get us out of it. So I think really and truly just turning to his word is, is the best way to combat those things. Yeah. And I, I'll kind of piggyback off of that. I mean, you certainly need to, to be involved in, uh, in the word, or you need to be in the word, but I think it also helps as a couple to, to get involved in some sort of, uh, act of service, whether it's yeah. a church or, um, you know, something around the community, community. something you can do yeah. together, uh, you know, lean in. Uh, we hear all in all the time and I'm not a big fan of it because it's a Clemson slogan and we're not Clemson people here. <laughs> you know, it's, it's such a, it's such an impactful two words, uh, all in is, is just go all in, uh, you know, what's the worst that can happen. He doesn't give you what you asked for right now. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. That's totally fine. So, you know, you need to be involved in a small group, uh, yeah. is what some advice that I would, um, would give, you know both as a couple and then separately as a, a man and a woman. There's a lot of uh, a value of doing it separately uh, as yeah. well as a couple. And so um, that's one way that, that I, I would recommend. I think it's so easy for us to take on the mentality that 
we can do it all ourselves, you know? And I think because we have that mentality, we miss out on, you know, the greatness that comes from community and that comes from relationships and friendships and being surrounded by people that are going to support us and encourage us and love us and lead us back to God's promises of his faithfulness to us. I think we try to do so much on our own and, and because we don't want to bother someone else or we don't want to put our, you know, negative things on someone else, but we need that community. We need relationships. Um, that That's one thing that makes life worth going through is when we have other people to do it with. Yeah, totally. Well, we love it going through life with you guys and yeah. uh, being connected in the in the coaching network uh, at Unstoppable. We're so thankful um, to have you on board. At the end of every podcast, Rebecca and I ask each other, so what was your takeaway from our conversation? Not to be afraid to follow someone um, that is close to God. So yeah. like you, John, you saw God in John and you weren't afraid to follow him. And you, Julie, you weren't afraid to follow your husband. Yeah. You know, it's in an, it's as human being, we would like to know everything before we make the decision. And faith is something that we don't know beforehand before we experience it. And faith is expressed by taking the next step towards this all in. How do you find I'm your all in if you're not trying it out? And yeah. you gave it a try with, okay, whatever this John is experienced, I see that. I see this God in him and yeah. I want that for me. And you weren't afraid to follow him into something like, which led you down to our group with the Unstoppable. And you, Julie, you weren't afraid to follow your husband of, hey, if this is something I see and I trust him enough that he wants best for me too, I'm just going to go along. And I love that. Yeah. I think for me, a uh, uh, big takeaway is that growth is a choice. Um, you cho cho chose to grow, right? Every At every stage, you had these, uh, you know, maybe not at every stage, but in so many of the stories of the key points that you've talked about along your journey, your story of, of your relationship or at Unstoppable, wherever that is, you had the opportunity not to grow. You yeah. had the opportunity to, to step out, to step out and, yeah. and stay depressed or stay, uh, you know, in a job that was that was killing you or um, run away from that relationship because this is not what I thought it would be or not follow John into a, a life transformational process or whatever that was. But you chose to grow. And that is so exciting. I think that's so exciting for Rebecca, myself, but also for all of our listeners who are in a situation right now where they're feeling the weight, mm -hmm. they're feeling the thoughts, the emotions, um, you know, that burden that's just pushing them into the corner and they're feeling like, oh my goodness, I'm about to, you know, maybe even break under this pressure that they can know now in this situation, they can choose to grow. They can yeah. choose to find somebody to talk about it. They can choose to find somebody and pray with them about it. They can choose to, to um, go into a small group and uh, uh, whether that's at their local church or whether that's an, uh, an unstoppable group, an online group or wherever they are to grow again. And uh, that's an, an incredible encouragement for all of our listeners. So thank you so much for sharing your story with us, for being with us. Uh, yes how how can people connect with you what's your instagram handle I don't even know. 
We're not very good on the social <laughs> medias. I, I honestly have to look it up, and I will, I will do that now. Because, you know, I got to get all the followers. <laughs> you get more followers. Yeah, you get uh, John underscore Douglas underscore 21. Nice. John spelt with an H or with? No H. Just no J. H. No. John underscore Douglas underscore 21. Julie? What is it? Oh, mine is Julie Douglas, 2015, all like together. Yeah, nice, okay. perfect. Well, we're so bad at like. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. That's good. Rebecca, would you pray for our yes. viewers, listeners, and our couple? Father, I want to thank you that you are here. Thank you that you are an example. You sent your son yeah. Jesus on this earth so that we could have a visible example how yeah. to follow. And you chose disciples. They invested in other people. Yeah. So we have people here now that we can follow and we can find you yeah. in that. So thank you, Jesus, for Julie and John. Yeah. Thank you, Father, that they were always open to look out where is God? Where are you? Where yeah. are you? Where do you want to speak to me through another person? Yeah. And thank you that you keep this attitude of, um, we don't want to do this alone. We yeah. want people and we need people around. So this means we have to look out for these people. Yeah. And when we see them, we have to take an action step and yeah. we have to become part of this church. We become, you have to become part of a small group. Yeah. And then we will receive relationships, Father, who help us to grow, who help yeah. us to point out and, or be here and support us in the times that we need it. So yeah. thank you that you bless them that you continue um, pouring yourself out into them and also giving them and filling their needs, Father, for the things they're asking for. Thank you for all the couples listening. Yeah. And while they were listening, maybe could identify with yeah. the doubts or the insecurity and identity, whatever it is, Father, yeah. that you could steer up a hunger for, hey, I want to find this person. Yeah. I want to go and try it out. I want to I, I want to believe that you see more in me. And so, because when I grow, my marriage will grow and we mm. will become stronger together. So thank you for your guidance, for your presence. And thank mm. you that you will continue being with us and blessing us with so much more than what we're asking mm. for. Amen. 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 I love it. I love how all the hike men take their hats off. <laughs> yes, we do. Come we on. Do. Come on. So good. Thank you for tuning in to the Unstoppable Duo Show. We pray that you were encouraged and were able to take away an idea of how your marriage can become a little more unstoppable this week. Are you looking for more? Twice a year, Rebecca and Tim coach a small number of couples through their 90-day Unstoppable Breakthrough Experience. Why not join them and create the marriage you always believed was possible? Go to theunstoppableduo.com and register today. We look forward to seeing you next week right here on the Unstoppable Duo Show.